This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Creed stand, Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Welcome back. Welcome back on the block. I'm E. Strick and my partner Jake Bakovin is here. We're going to talk now a little bit about the NFL championships, the AFC and the NFC championship weekend starting on Sunday. Wow. It's about to jump off. We're going to get into it a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit right here on 93.7 The Ticket, The Ticket FM. And we're gonna we're just gonna kind of give a little preview. We're gonna give a little prediction. We're gonna find out who's gonna get the job done, and we're gonna start it off right now. Are you ready, uh, Jake? Yeah, I'm ready for it. All right, so here we go. The NFL Conference Championships are coming up this weekend. <laughs> there are only four games remaining: Cincinnati Bengals, Kansas City Chiefs. San Francisco 49ers and the Los Angeles Rams will be battling to claim the two Super Bowl slots that are available for the AFC and NFC. The Bengals visit the Chiefs at 305 Eastern on CBS and the AFL title on the line where the 49ers will visit the Rams at 640 p.m. Eastern on Fox to play for the NFC title. This is setting up to be a nicely potential awesome fire just bombastic type of weekend, man. I'm excited. Haven't heard that word in a while. Yeah, I'm a bombastic. (laughs) It's it's a bombastic weekend, man. I'm just so excited about what's what's coming up. The Rams and the Chiefs matchup. They're at home in California for the Rams. The Rams' last visit to the Super Bowl was in 216 against the Patriots, where they lost in a defensive-minded game to one goat, and his name is... Thomas Brady? (laughs) <laughs> Thomas Brady and the one alleged goat and his name is Patrick Mahomes coming up is that what you're Bill saying? Belichick oh Bill Belichick I see what you're saying yeah <laughs> the alleged goat we still ain't figured out whether or not he's the goat yet or that's not that's right they lost 13 to 3 the Rams have another shot at returning to the Super Bowl for a potential matchup with the next gen of great quarterbacks in Patrick Mahomes both games are rematches where the underdog where the underdogs have beaten the favorite in the last month, the Bengals beat the Chiefs in the Cincinnati in week 17. And a week later, the, the 49ers clinched the playoff spot by beating the Rams in Los Angeles, the site of this weekend's game. Let's talk first about the Bengals and the Chiefs. Bach, you're ready. I'm ready. All right. Cincinnati overcame a 14-point deficit in visiting the Chiefs. 34 to 20, I'm sorry, 34 to 31 in week 17. It is a foreshadowing of this divisional round in which they defeated the Titans. The rookie kicker, Evan McPherson, lifted the Bengals with a victory kick of 20 yards. Field goal as time expired. Joe Burrow, he just outplayed Mahomes. It just, that is what it is. Joe Burrow outplayed him by throwing for 446 yards, four touchdowns, 
and he was 30 for 39. He had a field day. He was getting busy. He was letting it fly, getting the ball to rookie phenom Jamar Chase. Ha-ha! He ended up going for 266 yards and three touchdowns on 11 in receptions. Burrow also was sacked four times by the Chiefs in that, and so he was a lot, he, he sustained a lot of pressure in which we know what happened against the Titans where he was sacked nine times. Yeah. So in that, here's the question of the day, Bach. How do you feel about the rematch games and how tough it is to be the team back-to-back, especially, well, you know, you know, there's going to be one that's played three times, but yeah, we're going to talk about this one, especially in a back-to-back game of this magnitude. What do you think about it and how hard is it to do? Well, it's very difficult, and they always say that, right? It's hard to beat a good team twice, and, and you know, it's just because that's a good team, right? I mean, it's not you don't say that with a bad team. It's easy to go and beat a bad team twice, you know? So the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the NFL, probably still the favorite at this point um, to win the Super Bowl. But the Bengals, in my mind, are kind of playing with house money, right? They're not expected to be here, um, so they can kind of uh, maybe relax a little bit mindset and try um, to, to fling the ball around, and that's where they've had success, as you mentioned, against the Chiefs in the past. The secondary of the Chiefs um, isn't uh, the best. Cincinnati has a few uh, different weapons. Obviously, Jamar Chase being the the main one, but D, you know T Higgins, they, they get their tight end involved. I mean, they've they've got um, some good players. Tyler Boyd's a, a solid third receiver. So I mean, they they've got the, the ability to fling the ball around. You do worry a little bit about, like you said, um, the sack total against J- Joe Burr. Obviously, that was a problem uh, in his first season. It was a problem last week, and uh, in the in the Chiefs have a pretty good pass rushing unit. Um, you know, the Melvin Ingrams and Frank Clarks of the world. So, I mean, they've got some good players that, that can that can compete there. But either way, you know, we, we can break this down as much as we want to. I think you're going to see a similar thing like you did last week. I think you have two of the top quarterbacks in the league in this game. Obviously, Burrow's got a little bit of catching up to do to get in Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, um, you know, stratosphere, I suppose. But he's on his way. Uh, and he might have the best <laughs> weapon on the field. Now, that's saying a lot because Kansas City obviously has two of the greatest weapons. That's part of what makes Patrick Mahomes and that that offense um, so tough to stop. But Jamar Chase is, as far as a as a young guy, setting rookie records for receiving. Um, and we know that Jamar, you know, Burrow will go his way. Joe Burrow will go his way heavy um, if he sees him in single coverage, which allows you know the Chiefs start doubling down some of those other guys to get open. So you know they've they've played those close games. Uh, or played that close game a few weeks ago. I expect that very much the same thing, and it could come down to, like it did last week, who has the ball last in their hands. Um, it's going to be incredibly difficult to to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium. Um, a lot of people are saying that, that last week's was basically um, the, the defunct championship game, right? The Bills are probably the second best team in the AFC. Um, but I, again, I think that that might help the, the Bengals' mindset a little bit is that they can play more freely. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, so then when we talk about that, then what is your your prediction for this weekend? Who do you think is going to get the job done? Uh, well, as much as I, I'll be cheering for the Bengals, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs, um, you got to like them at home. Again, their weapons, Travis Kelsey, probably not, probably underrated, even as much uh, you know exposure as he gets and is re- highly regarded as maybe the top tight end in the NFL. Um, he does so much in that offense. And, and we know, if you didn't hear last week, how they got in a field goal position, uh, he broke off from his route. He told, um, he told Mahomes pre-snap he was going to because he knew there would be an opening in the middle in the seam uh, with the defense 
defense that the Bills were playing, which allowed them to get that field goal, of course. So, I mean, great chemistry there, and that is going to help out significantly. Of course, Burrow and, and Chase have their own chemistry um, dating back to their time at LSU. Um, but I just, you know, it, it's always hard to pick against the Chiefs. The defense, um, which did have problems with Burrow, has come on later in the season. Um, but between, you know, Hill and, and, and Kelsey, when you need a play to be made, you expect those guys to be able to come up and do it. So I like the Chiefs. I think it's a close game, though, you know, somewhere in the range of 30-24 type of victory for the Chiefs this weekend. Well, that, that, that's <laughs> that's a great prediction. But uh, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit something different. But when I when I think about what the Chiefs have been able to do, I think they got tremendous weapons. They have a lot of different places to which they can go. I mean, to be able to score in 13 seconds, that's just that's phenomenal to me. I think that's just crazy. But that's the kind of weapons that they have when you look up and down their their roster. I mean, their line is phenomenal. Their running game with their lair is gone is solid. You know, of course, Mahomes is is phenomenal. But at the end of the day, um, there's you know the way I'm going to see it. And I'm going to look at it as this. You know, I, I personally think that this game will likely come down to how many turnovers the Bengals can force, right? Whether or not, you know, it's also going to come down to how well that Burrow plays. I think it's going to come down to that. I think the Bengals have a tremendous shot of getting it done and beating them twice just just because I think they can pull off the upset. Um, I think one thing that they have an advantage at, right? You have Jamar Chase, you have Burrow. You have some other elements. I think their their defense, their offensive line is going to be a, a trouble spot. So you got to really watch that. But I think the X factor is going to be Joe Mixon in this particular game. Good call. Um, I, I think I think Joe Mixon may may be able to make the difference in this game, and I think they're going to pull it out, man. I think this is this this has the potential to be a super upset weekend all the way across the board. But we'll we'll talk more about the next one right now. Now moving over. Uh, to what I think is the best matchup of the night, and that is the Rams 49ers. It's fitting for the NFC title game that will pit two teams who are arguably NFL's most competitive division. San Francisco 49ers swept the Rams, including a 27-24 overtime win at SoFi Stadium in Week 18, where they clinched the playoff berth to be able to get in, to be able to play in this game. They had to go get the job done, and they got it done. Like most teams this season, the Rams had no answer. Let me repeat that. They had no answer for Debo Samuel in both the regular season meetings. Samuel came up big, and I mean big, in both outings. The first meeting, he had eight touches for 133 yards, two touchdowns for the 49ers, and a 31-10 to win over the Rams in Week 10. And in the second meeting, Samuel got busy and had 140 yards total and a score on 12 touches in San Francisco's Week 18 win against the Los Angeles Rams. The Niners got some big help also and was complimented in both games by the running game of Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell, who ran for a combined 176 yards on 48 carries, also noting that Jimmy Garoppolo was steady Eddie in both of those games, while the 49ers offensive line did not allow Aaron Donald, the greatest lineman right now in the game, Aaron Donald, didn't touch Garoppolo or take him down in either of those matchups. So the question is for you, Bach, is Jimmy Garoppolo, is he capable or even more capable 
of doing more things in this game than he's done so far for the 49ers in the playoffs? Or does he have to just not make mistakes in order to get the, the, the win for this game? Does he have to be more of a, of a QB, i.e., uh, you know, similar to what um, uh, uh, shoot, uh, Mahomes did or um, any of the top quarterbacks right now in the league? Does he have to be Aaron Rodgers-ish? in order to get this job done? Or does he just have to be just basic, get the job, no problems, no errors, no issues? What does he have to do in order to get the win? Well, at, at a certain point, you might need him to make the game-winning drive right. And, uh, and of course, we remember that. If you remember that Super Bowl, he missed a wide-open throw, which probably would have won the Super Bowl for the 49ers. So that's kind of the fear. You know, he usually has one of those a game um, that you kind of just kind of put palm to forehead at that point if you're a 49ers fan. Um, so that's why the pace of play is very important in this game. We talk about how hard it is to beat a team twice. They're going for three now on the Rams, and the Rams have been one of the hotter teams in the NFL, um, obviously have one of the best rosters. When you look at the Aaron Donalds, the Jalen Ramseys, the Von Millers, you know, and then on the other side, you know, Cooper Cup and, 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 and Matthew Stafford. I mean, they've, they've got the roster put together um, to make this playoff run, and that's what I've kind of liked about the Rams um, for throughout the years is I thought if they got hot at the right time, they could do it, and here they are um, with this opportunity. I love it. I love the California rivalry. There's not much of a feel for the St. Louis Rams here, right? I mean, it's almost like you yeah. completely forgot about that era as the LA Rams and 49ers are, are back at it. Um, so it'll be kind of a, a fun West Coast battle there, but it's going to be very important for the 49ers to keep this pace of play within Jimmy's wheelhouse, right? It, it, you know, keep this game close. Um, it, it's, it, I, I mean, I, I continue to be amazed um, by Debo Samuel and how much he's over is able to do. Don't get me wrong. That 49ers roster is well put together. I mean, they, they, they even their secondary, um, which might be their weakness, uh, Jimmy Warden and, 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 you know, those guys, they're, they're still pretty good. Um, so th they've got a, a, a good group put together, um, but they almost do it a lot of times without um, anybody really standing out other than Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is kind of their do-it-all guy, and I think that's just too much to ask to overcome against this Rams um, this Rams team altogether. I think they're hungry. They're ready. You know, they've got that extra incentive where they're not going to take the 49ers lightly because they've already lost to them twice. Um, I think the Rams ultimately uh, get it done and match up with the, the Chiefs, which was my pick earlier, in the Super Bowl. Uh, and I think that this game has a potential to get, uh, you know, even though the games have been close, a little bit wider of a gap because I, I see, you know, if you do have to start making Jimmy do something, uh, Jimmy G do something more than he's, he's used to, um, you know, you could see those, those picks piling up or something happening there. So I, I think the Rams win um, in a two-possession game. Mm, interesting. So then what is your prediction? You say in a two-touchdown game? Yep. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Uh, okay, so in maybe. essence, two-possession <laughs> game. Yeah, 13, okay. uh, just, uh, just in right. case it's a couple field goals there instead. But yeah, 13, 14 points. I think the Rams get a, a significant victory here. All right, so in essence, basically, my thoughts on it is the Los Angeles' offense, I think they found their stride. You know, I think with the addition of Odell Beckham and the, the emergence of Cam Akers and, and the likes of them and all that they've put together, just really, they, they, they put it together for this specific moment. This is what they, they built, whatever they did in the short term in the interim was for this specific moment. So, but I, I really do think that the 49ers had the Rams number this year. I think in both games during the regular season, I, I really believe that it, it's not going to change um, coming into this Sunday. I think that if they're healthy and the 49ers have the players in the full aspect of their roster that are there, 
um, and ready, and I'm I'm sure they're going to be ready. I just don't think that they can be beat in this specific game. I I, I think it's just going to be a super upset weekend. Now, the only thing that's giving me pause is that this game is a home game, basically. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I mean, when I'm when I'm thinking about it, I'm looking at the the Rams is thinking about a home opportunity to be able to play for the Super Bowl. So, uh, um. That's the only thing that's giving me pause. But I think that San Francisco's defense will continue to dominate. I think with with Samuel, uh, they have no answer for him, as I stated earlier. I think Mitchell and Kittle will will carry the offense once again. I think they'll win this game, and I think they'll win it, you know, in a close game. But I think they'll win it, Uh, no, no question, no doubt. That's my thought on it. But, hey, we'll see. Neither – so, basically, as we close out the segment – let me see where were we at. Oh yeah, we got a little more time. Let's let's talk yeah. about this debate then. Um, it seems like there's there's a little debate out there. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a little. It seems like there's a little hatred. There's a little. You know, maybe Jeff Garcia didn't get it done, and maybe he's not liking uh, what's going on out there in the mix. But Mina Kimes and and Jeff Garcia has got got a little beef going on. So, what's your thoughts on that beef that's that's happening between Mina Kimes and uh, Jeff? Jeff Garcia. Well, it's basically all all about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and whether he can get it done. Mina Kimes basically saying that uh, you know Jimmy G is kind of just uh, you know along for the ride. He's not the reason that they're winning. Um, and uh, and maybe she said it in in a way that wasn't as as nice as that. So Jeff Garcia, you know, came in and, and uh, had his own Instagram post about um, about Mina Kimes and her lack of, uh, I guess, playing or something. I mean, he, he included that in there as uh, as why um, why they they you know. I'll just go ahead and read. He said the fact that there are people out here giving a platform to talk about something they have never done is hilarious, and that's how you have to look at her. She's a joke. So let's just laugh at her and support Jimmy and root on our Niners uh, to go beat uh, and so on and so forth. But uh, it's basically it, it's uh, it's calling out somebody that hasn't played before, which is kind of funny. It's kind of a funny dynamic for us to talk about yeah. because you yourself have played yeah. before. And obviously I didn't play at a very high level. But uh, I think it, especially we're seeing, um, you know, it, it's especially not a very uh, I guess politically correct at this point because she's a female, so uh, you also kind of throw that in there. But you know, I don't. I, I think that there there is a, a good kind of mix there, right? I mean, obviously, if you really want to get kind of into the locker room, that sort of discussion, there's different kind of questions that you're going to need a former player to answer. You know, you're going to have to have somebody that's been there and done that before to get to. But to have an opinion on Jimmy G, I you know, I, I think if you watch enough football and if you cover it for a living, as Mina Kimes does. I think it's fair to say she kind of knows what she's talking about. Um, and, and, you know, we're seeing nowadays, um, you know, it, specifically on the women part, you know, women getting uh, jobs in Major League Baseball and, and NFL and in coaching positions. So uh, kind of and, and then there's the, also the other fact of, of well-known, very good coaches in the industry um, that never played at that level either and have made, you know, very good, had, had been very successful. So um, it's kind of it's kind of silly to me to have um, – to have that take at this point when there's just so many good examples of people um, knowing the game very well that have never played at the highest level. At the same point, I can kind of understand uh, where he's coming from 
Um, but you know, let I mean, let's just be honest here. Like, there's every time that an NFL game ends in a tie, there's a player playing in that game that doesn't know the NFL rules are going to land like that, where anybody covering it obviously does. So, I mean, I, I you know, there's a little bit of truth involved for everybody. But it, I think in the end, um, Jeff Garcia, surprise, not not known as the best uh, best guy in the world altogether in general, um, it <laughs> comes off looking a little bit silly here. Yeah, I, I also just that's some of the same thing that they're saying right now about your boy, your boy, Stephen A. Smith. (laughs) That's my guy. (laughs) That's your boy. All right. (laughs) Where he's talking about, uh, you know, the Michael Jordan and uh, LeBron, he's talking about LeBron being on the Mount Rushmore of, of all time NBA. Uh, And, and, and listen, I'm not a LeBron hater, but the fact remains is, who are you to think that you know the best of more than some of the people that not only have played the game, been around the game, played with some of the best in the game, and then you feel like you can just come in and dictate who should be on Mount Rushmore. So those are some of the kind of similar things in which they're trying to uh, make an assessment as to, you know, Mina Kimes as well, right? Yeah. You know, Garcia, who's not only played for the the 49ers, spent some good time there, had some success, had some failures, and and understands the game at, at a different level. Yeah, I mean, you can you can have your opinions and make those opinions known, but to, to be like you stating those as facts is something that people would have to question, being that you uh, barely played juco ball, uh, Stephen A. Smith, and you over here running your mouth. <laughs> so anyway, we on the block. We have some ideas on how we like to get it done, and we get it done right here on the block. Me and Jake Bakovin doing it right here four to six every night. Join us on the block as we come back, and we'll talk a little bit more when we come back after this on 93.7 The Ticket FM. 